welcome to a special episode of Kicks and Picks podcast. We are back bringing you more analysis and more previews on the Champions League now that we have the draw completed. We know what the groups are. We know what the odds are. More importantly, I am here with Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Are you excited for Champions League to start back up in just we're about one week away now? Dude, I'm pumped. Um, you, you guys all know the timeline has been flooded the past couple of days with the groups. Everybody is trying to be on top of the game. But fortunately, you guys are listening to the only podcast that made you money last year in the Champions League. We absolutely dominated that competition last year. So if you followed along, you know what we're talking about. If you are new to the podcast, you're listening at the right time. I think we're uh, we're super pumped. I, you know, these, these Champions Leagues, uh, the games can be very tough to handicap on a, on a week-by-week basis. But, man, some of these futures, I'm, I'm salivating right now taking a look at this. Yeah, definitely some good matchups already starting to come together. But you said, it, Nick, I mean, when we were taking on the knockout rounds last year, we were on fire. Um, we're going to start off things a little differently. We have the groups. We have the futures on who's going to advance or who's going to win the group. So that'll be the focus of our first few pods here. But once we get deeper into the group stages, we'll be back breaking down some of the key matchups. Um, we all are looking at the Bayern-Barcelona matchup closely, so I'm sure that'll make an appearance. But anything that comes up that's going to be a high impact match for the group or just for Euro- European football as a whole will be on top of it. And I think what better segue then let's get right into it. So we have oh, eight yeah. groups this week. We're going to preview groups A, B, C, and D. Uh, so let's just start off alphabetically, Nick. It's, it's also happens to be the group that my team Liverpool are in. So group A, what are we looking at? Tough group. Um, so we have Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. Um, Ajax, you know, you guys may remember them from the past, I don't know, feels like 10 years of like Champions League knockout stages. I don't have scientific fact that that's the number, but uh, these guys have been in the quarterfinals, semifinals, I think even the finals over the past uh, four or five years. So um, super familiar with them, but unfortunately, uh, major turnover at all levels with a lot of people going over to the Premier League, starting with the coach. So what yeah. do you make of that? Yeah, I mean... Ajax are always in that because they're they're always there producing young talent. They always seem to have like the best, you know, up and coming talent out of the air Devsy. So your top, you know, players from the Netherlands are, are there. They also bring in some of the, you know, other leagues, top younger talent, help develop them uh, before sending them off elsewhere. But as the nature of a club like that, they, they've lost out on not just their manager, Eric Ten Hag, going to Manchester United. He's also brought over two of their bigger players with him. You know, Alessandro Martinez, the center half that's really anchored their defensive line. Uh, By the as way, well he's as now. like five foot six or something. Five True. Foot seven. Maybe not big. Maybe that's yeah, the yeah. wrong word here, but talented nonetheless. Um, and then fresh off the, the presses today, Anthony, uh, looking like he's gonna be making his move also over to Manchester United like and like 60 a, million or something like oh, that. Oh, a hundred million, hundred oh, million yeah, euros, yeah. 80 million pounds, hundred million euros. So, Ooh. uh, a lot of turnover there. They've also sold, uh, Holler over to Dirt- Dortmund. Holler, as you may remember him last season was kind of the guy leading their attacking line, uh, scoring a lot of their goals in the champions league. Uh, and then their keeper, uh, Anana, uh, going over to Serie A, uh, joining Inter on a free. So, Lots of talent missing there. I mean, again, they're in the knockout rounds pretty regularly because they're able to replace guys like that. You know, that's not a, a new business practice for them. It wasn't too long ago that they sold Dilit and, and De Jong in the same window, and they're still kicking around. So, I mean, they're sitting here at plus 600 to win this group, uh, plus 100 to advance. Um, and that's more so because of 
the team that came in pot two, which was my club Liverpool. Um, these guys obviously have to be heavy favorites. Uh, yeah. They're sitting at minus 300 to win the group. Um, almost guaranteed to advance at minus 2000. Uh, we talked to them about them a little bit two weeks ago, how they were starting to struggle. Didn't have a, a great start to the season. A lot of injuries, um, you know, a lot of guys kind of looking a little lifeless to start the season. Um, but of course we're recording this a uh, couple of days after their nine to nothing beat down on Bournemouth. Granted it's Bournemouth, but hey. life is, is seemingly restored to this Liverpool side. You can't count out Klopp's team. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people are going to start penciling in Liverpool now to advance the very least. Um, Nick, do you think they're the favorites to win, uh, in your opinion? This group? Absolutely. I think, um, I, I almost want to say they're going to put an extra focus on the champions league this year. That's, that's not maybe a fair thing to say, um, because they do that every year, but city, um, you know, off to a phenomenal start in the league arsenal starting off maybe hotter than most expected, not the hosts of this podcast. I think we saw that coming Um, And you know, they'll they'll still probably find themselves in that top four. I mean, Tottenham looks good, but Chelsea doesn't United doesn't. So, um, you know, the league could almost go to the back burner. If you think you have a realistic shot at winning the champions league. And if you're Liverpool, you do, I mean, the roster is still there. Um, The talent is still there. Once they get healthy, which is an issue currently, they'll be absolutely fine. And I don't see any reason that they don't take this group. Yeah. They're going to get healthy and they're also have to stay healthy. Uh, We know that with the world cup, a lot of there's going to be even more fixture congestion this year. So I think they're talking that, you know, aside from the, an international break at the end of this month, um, Liverpool about to embark on like 16 weeks where they have both a midweek game and a weekend game between champions league, between the Carabao cup, Thailand's number two energy drink. Number two. And, and obviously champions league. So um, they're going to have a lot of fixtures. They're going to do a lot of rotations. You're going to see a lot of youth, I'm guessing, in, in certain parts of these, these matches. So uh, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Um, the other one that poses a threat to, to both Ajax and Liverpool in this group coming out of Serie A is Napoli. Now, I know you and coach are sick and tired of Napoli. I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you would consider them a little bit overhyped, maybe even overrated right now. But I'll tell you right now, Nick, Napoli are a bit of a bogey team for Liverpool in the Champions League. They've, yeah. Liverpool have always struggled with them, uh, at least in the last five, six years. Um, there was actually, I think, uh, I think the, the sixth game in, in the knockout rounds in the, in the year that Liverpool won the Champions League. Liverpool were very close to being eliminated because of uh, a last-second shot by maybe Iguain that Allison had to save. So, um, do you do you like Napoli's chances here? I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll get to Rangers in a bit, who's the fourth team. But looking at what's in Group A right now do you see Napoli being one of the teams that kind of carry the Italian banner out of the group stages? I think they could. I think they have a solid chance to advance. It's not their first foray into the champions league. They've been around uh, maybe not with the same success level as Ajax or Liverpool, but um, they're off to a pretty good start in the league. They definitely did just get humbled by Fiorentina zero, zero draw in which they could have actually won that game. A lot of goal scoring chances, but uh, here's the thing. They, they, they're, well, Ajax had a lot of that turnover that we just spoke about. Napoli, um, in terms of key personnel, is a little bit of consistency that they maybe haven't had in years past. So the coach is now, I think, his third year, Spalletti. Um, you know, that's huge for a team like this. OC Men, now his second year up front, who is going to be awesome for them. And a lot of the midfield, um, you know, has essentially stayed the same. So I think uh, a little more familiarity with the system 
is going to do well for these guys. And, and they seem to be one of those teams, as you said, a bogey team for Liverpool. They, they seem to raise their level of play outside of, um, you know, league play. So, yeah. um, you know, I think they've got a good, a good shot. I think the odds are, are pretty fair, right? So plus 650 to win the group uh, as a long shot there, plus 110 to advance. So basically on par with Ajax. Yeah, I think the one thing that might uh, help put some of Liverpool fans' fears at bay is that Koulibaly is gone. Um, I think that leaves them a little bit more susceptible to attack, which is what we know Liverpool are going to want to do. And typically when you're in these group stages, you have to play to win. You can't play for draws. You're not going to advance out of the group with just four points off of four draws and two losses. That's not going to be enough. So that's going to open up the play. That's going to allow Liverpool to play towards their strengths, which is usually playing in these open matches that has space to be found. Um, and, you know, Napoli without Koulibaly at the back might struggle a little bit to kind of defend against some of that pace that Liverpool typically has. No doubt. And then obviously rounding out the group, we mentioned it, Rangers. I mean, they're sitting here at the long shot at plus 1,400 to win the group, plus 400 to advance. So although they're a long shot, there's definitely bigger long shots than some of these other groups that we'll get to. Um, they're second right now in the Scottish Premier League, uh, primarily relying on this uh, new incoming or incoming player, uh, Antonio Mirko Kolak up top. Uh, he scored most of their goals so far this season, but um, in kind of playing a little homecoming here, Ryan Kent is a name that some Liverpool fans might recognize. He's been in their academy, or he was in their academy for a decade, I think all the way up until he was about 20, 21 years old, uh, then went out on loan to Rangers when former Liverpool player Steven Gerrard was the manager there. Um, he's still there. He's still you know, cranking in assists, not so much scoring as uh, off the wing, but definitely a, a creative player. Um, but I think the guy that maybe, you know, might get a little bit of a, a come out party here, which is sometimes what happens in, in some of these smaller teams in the Champions League, is uh, their right back, James Tavarnier. Um, he's this attacking right back, which we know is kind of in vogue right, right now in Europe, where you have these guys coming up off the, off the wing on either the right or the left side um, and providing you know, assists uh, on crosses or, or even scoring uh, some goals himself. So he's got nine goals, 13 assists last season. Definitely wow. provides a little bit of uh, an offensive punch coming in off of that right back position. So I, I again, you know, I don't know that they're going to make any moves or, or make any uh, waves, I guess, in this group, but I don't expect them to be pushovers. And I think, you know, exactly right. If you're looking at this group and if you're looking for, you know, Liverpool and Ajax, you're going to need people to take points off some of the other teams and Rangers at home could potentially do that. You know, even if it's just a simple one, one draw that that might be enough to be, you know, the difference between you winning your group and you just advancing. And I've been following them a little bit in qualifying. They score a ton of goals. And I think we saw that even last year in European competition. I don't remember exactly which, um, which level they were in, if it was the Europa league or the conference league. But they definitely score a lot of goals. I mean, this is a team to watch out for on a match-by-match basic basis of both teams to score a match and over two and a half goals. Um, so they're definitely going to be a fun one to watch, and I think you hit the nail on the head. They're not going to be an easy out. I think they're certainly the fourth-best team in this group based on class, based on pedigree, but um, you know, not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot, Nick. If you had to pick one bet – from those, those odds that we listed, either to win or to advance from either of those teams, where would you be putting your money on? Man, I mean, I, I'm not going to lay 300 for Liverpool to, to finish the group in first. I, I mean, I think that is the play. I would probably take Ajax to advance even money. I think, you know, until proven otherwise, there's still a team to come out of this group. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go Napoli to advance plus 110. Similar odds, but for me, like you talked about with Napoli, a little bit more consistency there with having the same manager, obviously a little bit less turnover. Still have Victor Osimhen as as far as we know um, going into the last few days of these of the window. So I, I like the consistency there. I think that they're going to come out on the front foot. Ultimately, I think it's going to come down to how they perform against each other. I no doubt in, in Napoli. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, those could be the the tallying matches on, on who advances here. But uh, I, yeah, I mean it's a it's a really a coin flip it seems between Ajax and Napoli right now. I'm going to give the edge towards the consistency and, and a little bit more of the. I don't want to say veteran leadership, but um, I think they've just got more experience in the, in the upper levels. Fair enough. All right. That wraps up Group A. We'll go back now into to Group B. So we have the four teams here. We have Porto, Atletico, Bayer Leverkusen, and Club Rouge. Um, uh, pot one here, maybe not the favorite, is Porto. Um, they're sitting at plus 300 to win the group, minus 140 to advance. Favorite right now is Atletico Madrid. Everybody knows them. Um, minus 110 to win, minus 350 to advance. Do you think that's about right, or do you think that Porto might be getting a little shortchanged here? I think that's about right. I think Atletico is just a little bit better. Um, you know, you want to talk about consistency. Simeone has been the manager there forever. It's that rough and tough, bang-up physical play that gets them there. They do have solid forwards up front. Um, Marata, your boy. Um, is back and you know what Um, he seems to perform well in the champions league. I mean, no matter how much we talk shit about him and he certainly cost us some bets and cost us some easy goals. uh, You know, this is kind of where he thrives. Uh, Jao Felix is going to be right there with him. You're still talking about Coke Carrasco, Llorente, um, you know, in that midfield. So I, you know, um, last year we saw black, right be an absolute dominant presence and goal, um, you know, to me, just minus 110 to win the group. I mean, dynamite odds here. They should be a little closer to what Liverpool is with that minus 300. Yeah. I mean, they made it really far last year. I think they got, got into the semis, right. And yep. eventually lost out or was it quarters? Did they lose to, to city or to, to real I'm trying to remember now. I think it I think was they, city. Yeah, it was city. So they got out. That's right. It was in the quarterfinals um, before city went and played real in the semifinals. So, Again, not a bad team to go out to. I think they made it really close. I think City was was fortunate to escape there, um, although they got a, a little banged and up. It was like what, like one nothing and two one games. Yeah, they, I think like it was that, a right? one. one games. Yeah. So you know, Atletico, this is the stage for them. Um, they've been here time and time again, like you said, under Simeone. So they know exactly what to expect. I think if they look at this group, there's nobody here that really makes them nervous. They've got enough attacking talent to get by any of these guys. Um, I think they even have Griezmann coming off the bench if needed. So there's something that, you know, I don't think Griezmann starts on any of these three clubs easily. Yeah, so no doubt. I think that there's definitely a, a little tip of the cap there to let it go. I think they've got to be the favorites despite being the, the pot two team. Um, Porto, on the other hand, you know, similar story to Ajax, right? They're, they're one of those younger teams in, in uh, a, you know, slightly smaller league that is pretty much known for developing, you know, hot young talent into these, you know, uber superstars that they they cash in on so um that's happened to them again this year they've they've lost their their midfield core with Vitinha and fabio Vieira going to psg and arsenal respectively and that's on top of losing luis diaz in the, yep. in the january window to, to liverpool so they got three young guys that they've, they've cashed in on they're gonna have to replace them with guys from their academy or buying cheaply from other team or other teams around europe 
Um, you know, they're off to an okay start so far. They, they've got a three straight wins, but they did unfortunately just get stomped uh, three to one by Rio Ave, which is their first win in three matches. So, so this almost mixed looks bag. To me as the opposite situation of Liverpool, right? What, do you Can you make it out of the group stage and advance far in the Champions League? Or do you focus on the league where every single year you're one of the top two, three teams? Um, you know, what, what's what's the easier path to prosperity, so to speak? Um, you know, and and I think that's a good segue kind of to, to introduce who's the third team in this group, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So we talk about OK start hard, for Porto. Hard times gotta, right now. Got a rough start for Leverkusen. Uh, three straight L's to begin this season. They finally did get off. Uh, off the schneid there a little bit, got a W against Mines this weekend. I think the player that everyone's going to recognize right away is Patrick Schick. Um, he's Coach the guy Steve's that, boy. he's, he's Former the Roma straw Greek. that stirs the drink. Um, he's going to be scoring their goals for them, hopefully, although I, I don't think he has a goal yet to his name this season. So a little bit of a slow start, but, uh, you know, I think that the issue right now is their defense has been so-so, um, which is weird because they do have, you know, a lot of young talent there. Uh, Jonathan Ta has been a guy that's, Long been hyped uh, in Europe, always being linked to, to big moves, to big clubs, but never really formalized. And, and now they have uh, another young, talented left center back, left back uh, in, in Piero Hincape. He is, you know, super hyped up right now. I think he was listed on one of the top 20 young players being under 22 in Europe right now. So maybe their defense is underperforming. Maybe he's trying to gel a little bit, but you know, if you're looking at who's going to be advancing in this group, along with what we assume is Atletico, you know, Porto sitting there at minus 140, Leverkusen is sitting here at minus 140. So we're talking an actual literal coin toss right now. Um, and then Nick, I don't know if you want to bring us through our, our Club Bruges. I know that's yeah, uh, your girl Club Q Ash's least favorite team. So I'll, I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> um, yeah, just, you know, thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. Well done making the Champions League group stage. Um, I don't even think they're in first place in Belgium right now. I think they're in third. So, you know, their odds properly reflect that there. Plus 1,100 to win the group, plus 400 to make it out. Uh, this is not a Rangers situation. I think this no. team gets stomped on game after game. They'd be happy to walk away from this group with four five, six points, I think. Yeah, this is one of those teams where if they get one of those home wins, it's like, you know, the scenes are insane. They get, you know, you'll get the the uh, right. fireworks on the pitch. But you'll get, you know, crazy scenes in the stands. So they didn't I don't... even stomp their way through qualifying. So it's, no. um, it's, it's going to be a rough one. All right, so, so let me let me turn it on you. We're we're looking at Lever, Leverkusen or Porto. Both are around plus three hundred to win the group. Yep. Um, both are about minus one forty to advance. Which one of them do you like? I mean, I have this personal affinity for Porto right now, just because Liverpool just so constantly beat up on them. In, in some ways, I feel bad because it it, it is a pretty consistent thing you can bet on. And then takes in other players. ways. In other ways, yeah, I would love for them to make make it through, and then maybe. Liverpool draw them in the knockout rounds. So, so that'd be great. Um, so I, I would love to root for them. I, I think that's kind of where my, my heart is telling me, but again, we're just like last in group a, I, I have to go with consistency and Leverkusen have had a lot less turnover than, than Porto to deal with. So when you're talking about, you know, group play, it's starting in next week. So you have to be on top of your game already at this point in the season, you don't have two or three months to get your squad ready. And then you enter the group play. So I think in this case, you have to kind of give that edge to the team that's going to have the most consistency. And in this case, it's going to be Leverkusen. So again, I'll stick with the team out of pot three to advance in this case with Atletico um, in Bayer Leverkusen. All right. I, uh, I think we're, we're, 
we're having a little fight here. Um, so I'm with Porto. I think that they're just the, the stronger team and they're in better form currently. And I think that's important. So um, if they can get a win early on in this group, I don't know who plays who in, in the first match. Shame on me. Um, but if they could, they could sneak out with some points after round one, round two, I think they're in pole position and, um, you know, let it go at, at just about even money is, is the play to make in this group. I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, we agree on that. So that that's a great number. Um, you know, minus minus one ten and let it go win the group. That's where my money's going. Yeah. That's definitely the best bet. Um, and I think you're right. It's going to really come down to can Porto make, take advantage of these you know early weeks when they're in form and Leverkusen or not. All right. Group Ooh. B, we are done halfway through uh, our preview episode for this week. We'll now transition into Group C, which has a lot of familiar names. I think this one's going to draw a lot of key matchups. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of premier games that we see on on actually on TV uh, in this one, as opposed to having to find them on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we have a group that contains heavyweights Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, and then somebody called Victoria Plitzen, which yeah. will lightly cover them. I can't Some are calling I know much about them. Scott. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, Some have called it that. I think if you have to pick one out of the eight, this is probably the group of death. The good news slash bad news, I think Barcelona, I'm unsure of where they stand right now. Um, We know that they're a little bit on the come up. They've obviously had a a few rougher seasons or maybe a season and a half, Um, but they definitely seem to be on the come up. Uh, They've brought in some big names around Lewandowski. They brought in Jules Koundé. Um, so they're they're definitely gearing up for a new challenge. Scoring some goals. In the, in definitely scoring right goals. Now. And I think the key part is they got these young guys that they're bringing in too from their from La Masia. So they got Gavi and they got Pedri, um, two really highly thought of uh, midfield prospects that will, will eventually form the core of what Barcelona are going to do moving forward. Again, we talk about coming out parties for some of these unrecognized talents. I think Pedri and Gavi are pretty well known at this point, but I think there'll be a lot. Those will be the first time that, you know, people who don't watch La Liga will have the chance to maybe watch these guys in action. Okay, let's uh, let's get these guys out of the way too. Victoria Pleasant, Pleasant, Pleasant. They're yeah. not even worth talking about. Plus 15,000 to win the group, plus 2,500 to advance. No shot if no Inter chance. or Bayern or Barca all have the worst campaigns they possibly could have. Um, this team still doesn't sniff second place. So let, yes. let's get them out of the way. Thanks for They advance up. only if an asteroid falls on the stadium where the other two teams are playing. Yeah, pretty That's much. the only way. Yeah, I, I agree. And they're from the Czech Republic in case anybody didn't know. Um, Sitting in fourth <laughs> right now. So Fourth place. Yeah. Um, the interesting one is Bayern, right? So Bayern is the favorite to win this group. They're minus 140 uh, and they are minus 625 to advance. I think that is probably fair, uh, but I think that's also an astronomical number. Um, so you want to talk about a squad with turnover, Bayern's that squad. Um, lost Lewandowski, brought in Mon- – um, excuse me, Mane. No, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sadia Mane. Yep, yeah, yep. why am I – uh, Mane is off to an amazing start. I, I think um, it's another team like Barcelona that's scoring goals. I mean, they, they have to be an automatic like team total or over right. team to, you know, be in consideration for a bet like that. Uh, it seems like every week, you know, six goals, five different players, yeah, 16 goals in their first four Bundesliga matches there you have for it. a game. Like um, what are you going to do? So based on form alone, um, I think that's fair. I think the minus minus one forty is probably a, decent enough number considering who else is in the group what do you make of them 
Yeah, again, their offensive firepower is still unmatched, I think. I mean, they lose Lewandowski to Barcelona, but I still think Bayern has a better attack than Barcelona, which is saying something because we all saw how well Lewandowski played in, in Champions League last year. Um, I think what's happening is they have a more balanced attack, right? So yes, they lose Lewandowski, who was their point, you know, number nine, true striker. But now they have an attack that's kind of forming around Nabry and Mane, but it also allows Davies and Pavard to get forward. You have Komen with pace on the wings and, um, you know, Sabitzer and, and Kimmich, you know, able to attack and drive forward. So I think they have a really balanced attack, which is why you're seeing so many goals, because you can't just focus in on as a, a opposing manager trying to stop just that one key guy right we talk about that sometimes where if you're you're really game planning to try to take down some of these uh, teams that have a key number nine you just do whatever you can to take him out of the game deny him service don't let him get touches on the ball can't score if you don't have touches on the ball so now that they can't really do that they're trying to just you know create a, a strong united back line but that's easier said than done especially when you have quality in the midfield that can provide service into you know willing runners in in Komen or or, or Mane or, or or whomever Navri. Fair enough so let's move on to the most interesting team in this group and that's Inter Milan plus 600 to win the group minus 125 to advance I think that that's um I think that's an unrealistic and unfair number. I would expect them to have been plus money here, uh, maybe somewhere around plus 150, plus 200. Um, so which Inter Milan shows up? Mm. Because this is a team that has a, a dominant midfield on their day. They, you know, they load it up. They typically play a 3-5-2. Um, you know, if they have three or four guys who are coming off the bench, that could probably play on, you know, a lot of other teams in this competition, probably start on a lot, of, a lot of other teams in this competition. They brought back Lukaku, who has yet to do anything. Um, I think he, he absolutely has been silent in his first couple of league games. Uh, he's not even playing, I think, this week against Milan, their personal reasons or something. Um, so that's not a good look for him. And if he's not available and if he's not starting – what the hell does Inter do? Return of Jekko. <laughs> That's right. what happens. <laughs> right. How old is he now? 30, 30, 38, 37, 38. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we, we, we make fun, but I guess Benzema is not, not exactly young in the legs. He had quite and a season listen, last season. You know, season, you never but... know who gets up for the Champions League, right? But, um, it, you know, if this team is at full strength, if they're firing on all cylinders, um, could they steal a game from Bayern? Can they go toe-to-toe with Barca? Absolutely. Do we expect them to take care of Pleasant? Absolutely. Um, but the problem is, you know, if if they're not getting those goal contributions from their starters, if they're not scoring early and Inzaghi has to go to the bench for goals, that's not the recipe for success for this team. So yeah. uh, what do you make of the odds here for Inter? Yeah, I mean, Inter... <sighs> I don't think I think it's safe to say I don't think either of us are, are really buying them winning the group by any means. So no. plus 600, I don't care. It's not interesting to me. Uh, minus 125 to advance seems like good value at first glance. But like you said, you know, we're not really sure what we're getting with them. So it's a little bit much for me to lay money to try to right. get a decent return on, on Inter. And if you're looking at the odds across this group, you know, we, we talk about it might be the group of death. 
I wouldn't say any of these three teams are really teams I'd be interested in taking to like advance much further than semifinals, right? Like right. I could see Bayern getting to semifinals and Hey, maybe if they get a good draw, they'll make it to the finals, but you're not betting on Barca or Inter to get, you know, deep into the knockout stages. So when we're looking at, you know, if we're, if we're going to do the same game we've been doing, you know, what's the pick, what's the one pick here. I'm not touching Barcelona or Inter to advance considering you have to lay money for both. Yep. Okay. And I wouldn't trust either one of them. So I think you have to go to Bayern Munich at minus one for you to win the group. I think that's the best pick here. I, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think if you're going to take a stab, it's maybe Barcelona to win the group at plus 160. It's not a yep. terrible number. It's not a great number. I, I'm not, I will not be placing that bet. Let me just throw that out there right now. If they were around plus 200 or better. I would absolutely consider it. But um, if anybody's going to dethrone Bayern, it's Barca. I just wish the number was a little better. And that's not to say it might not be at your book. Definitely shop around, um, you know, and these numbers will change as matches go on. Maybe they come stumble out of the gate with a draw and all of a sudden the number is great and it's plus 300 or something like that. Um, you know, possibility. Yeah, I think I think the way that Barcelona wins this group is if Lewandowski comes out with, you know, point to prove against Bayern and he carries them in, in a couple matches against Bayern, right? We talk about it where sometimes these come down to like those head-to-head matchups. Who wins this group will probably come down to who wins in the Bayern versus Barcelona group or matchup, excuse me. Right. Agree. So uh, to summarize, I agree with Scott. I think Bayern minus 140 actually is, is probably up there with Atletico at minus 110 for safest bets, bets. to win the group at decent numbers. Um, but I, I would like to maybe take a stab with Barcelona. Um, you just wish the number was a tad better. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll wrap up this week's episode with our group D. So if group C was the group of death, group D is the group of what life. I don't know what the group opposite of, of that is. Group, group of, of opportunity. opportunity. No, no, no. This, it, now this is the most interesting group from a betting perspective. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll take you through the teams real please. quick. We've got uh, Europa league champions, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt coming in from pot one, which is uh, a weak start to a group. If you Ask my opinion. Yep. Uh, coming in in pot two, we have Tottenham. So off to a hot start. We'll, we'll get through them in a little bit. Um, Sporting Lisbon out of Portugal um, coming in from pot three. And then wrapping up the group, maybe one of the stronger pot four teams, all things considered, is, is Marseille. Uh, who do you think right now is, is leading your, your pack, leading the pack for you in terms of opportunity? I think, I think it's Marseille, man. I think uh, so. All these, these other three teams, they're, they're roughly all sitting on the same number right so these guys are the other three teams outside of tottenham was the favorite they're plus 600 plus 650 to win the group plus um frankfurt and, and marseille are, are plus 110 uh lisbon's plus 200 to advance and i think marseille uh, plus 600 um that, that's a great number for a team that's i think um you know right up there with psg in in league one um they have 10 goals in their first four matches they have got off to a a super hot start. They're full of, um, you know, former players that you may know from bigger teams in England and Italy. So we're talking about Alexis Sanchez, Nuno Tavares, because um, of uh, how we even say this. Said Kolsnach. We got Matteo Guzzi. Thank you. And then Roma's coach. If coach was here, he'd give us the full breakdown of, of guys like Paolo Lopez, Jordan Veratao, and, and yeah. saying he's under. Under, um, yep. So a lot of familiar faces coming in here. They're kind of gelling off, like you said, off to a hot start, second already in, in League One. Um, so I think they'll probably be a, a 
popular pick at, at the very least in terms of advancing, especially considering some of the other squads. But they've also brought in, you know, some other guys uh, that are maybe a bit lesser known, uh, Colombian Luis Suarez, right? Not the guy from Uruguay, but also having a big impact, scored a couple goals already this year. Eric Bailly getting a second chance in Europe uh, after having a not so hot start in, in for Manchester United. And then uh, he'll be partnering with Mbemba at center back, who I think is probably going to be another one of those guys that shows up in, in Europe and kind of starts to make a name for himself, uh, potentially looking for a move to a bigger club. Uh, and then lastly, I, I don't know, what are your opinions on, on Milik from, from Napoli? I feel like you've never been hot on him, but yeah, you know, listen, solid player, um, a guy you, you don't mind to have starting it forward or coming, certainly coming off the bench. I think he could be an asset, but um, he's not young, right? He's, um, he's been around. Um, he's proven. So I, you know, for me in a competition like this, you want a guy that's been there before. You want a guy that's fought for a league title and, you know, it's been in the Champions League in the past. Um, this team seems just a little bit deeper than Lisbon or Frankfurt. Yeah. And let's get into Frankfurt a little bit. So I mentioned reigning Europa League champions. So you got to get a little respect on their name, right? You can't just get through a European competition at any level without having some talent to back it up. Starting slow, to say the least. Uh, 11th place right now in Bundesliga. Uh, that opening match against Bayern was potentially tough to watch if you're a Frankfurt five fan. Five goals at half, uh, right? Yeah, five nothing at half. I think they finished 6-1. Um, they just lost 4-3 to, to Werder Bremen. So there's a lot of opportunity here for overs is what I'm seeing so right off the bat. Defense clearly a liability is what we're seeing. Defense liability and maybe even midfield, right? So they had Philip Kostic last season, yep, who was probably one of their better players, went to Juve. So could be a little bit of defensive issues, could be a lack of midfield control. Um, I will say that there's a familiar name here, Mario Goetze, who's a World Cup hero from Europe, Germany, um, popular at, at Dortmund, kind of struggled afterwards. I think he was at PSV for a little bit. He's moved over. He's playing for Frankfurt now. But again, you're talking about a team that is coming into pot one, but is plus 600 to win the group and plus 110 to advance. Not a, not a great start to, to a, making a strong group. No, definitely not. And I think, you know, we said it, they give up too many goals until they show me they can go through two or three group games and limit other teams to one or no goals. They can't be counted on. I think the numbers attractive, right? You might, you might look at it and say, Oh shit. Okay. They're pretty good. But I think Marseille represents a much better value and a much better team. Currently. Now, yes. Now, I don't mean to dismiss Tottenham here. It's not because I don't think that they have any quality. I think it's because I think they're kind of the given to maybe win this group, despite being only minus 200 uh, uh, to win the group themselves. Yeah. I think they'll run away with this personally. I think they've started off really well in the Premier League. Seems like everybody's kind of bought in under Conte. They have a wealth of attacking talent. And like yeah. we said earlier, if you want to win this group, or if you want to win groups, you have to score goals. They have plenty of options to do so. Um, Conte also pretty well known to organizing a defensive back line. So I feel like they'll probably be the team that gets those four, maybe five wins uh, in this group. Um, but to keep things interesting, we're talking about who's going to come in second and in advance out of this sporting Lisbon again, also out of Portugal, I think in any other group might be written off, but they do have, like you said, an opportunity here. Um, 
again, another team with a, st- a tough start to, to their league play, sitting in 13th with just that one win in their first four matches. But they've got talent on the roster. Uh, they brought in Francisco Trincao from Barcelona on loan. He was at Wolves, I think, previously in the last few seasons. Um, Pote is, is currently their leader in goals from midfield. He's also the leader in goals in the Champions League for them last year with four. Uh, and then Nuno Santos, uh, and, and oh, sorry, excuse me, Nuno Santos and Matias Nunes did happen to leave though. So that's a little bit of the issue that they're dealing with. So similar to some of these other Portuguese clubs where they have a lot of talent coming in, they also have a lot of talent going out. So they've cashed in on, on Nuno Santos and, and, and Matias Nunes to, uh, PSG and, and Wolverhampton respectively. But, you know, if you have to hope for a draw as a, a Portuguese a fan of a Portuguese team. I think this is kind of the draw that you're hoping for. So what, what we're seeing here, guys, is Group D is going to be wide open. There are going to be goals aplenty, um, and, and that's that suits these underdog teams, right? Um, so who's going to beat up on each other really will tell the tale of who's going to have a shot to unseat Tottenham as the leader of this group. And I think these games are going to be absolutely exciting, super exciting, as exciting or more than yeah. – the group C matchups. Uh, these might not be the televised games, but they're certainly going to be games that we're betting on to get the most. Oh, yeah. value. I was just going to say, I think these are the games where you're looking at the home teams to potentially, you know, make some upsets. So if you see a sporting Lisbon hosting Frankfurt, I would definitely be putting money on Lisbon or, or even, you know, Marseille hosting Lisbon or, or Frankfurt, you're putting money on Marseille. Um, and I think the common theme here is we're going to see lots of goals in these matches. Uh, I don't think these are going to be uh, teams that are going to be anchored down and, and keeping clean sheets. You know, Tottenham, Lisbon, Frankfurt, or Marseille, I think all four of them are going to be out on the front foot. It'll be back and forth, and I think that yep. gives you opportunity for upsets. So if, um, if we're looking for something a little closer to even money, uh, the both teams to score, that is almost going to be an automatic oh, for yeah. this group. Easy. Yeah, you may um, you might just parlay that each time. Both teams have scored. No question. Both matches in this group. Just do it each time. See what happens. Absolutely. All right, Nick. Let's close it out. Which one pick are you going to take from this group? Are you going to take Tottenham to win at minus two hundred? Are you going to take a little bit of a shot with some of the other guys to maybe advance or, or even win? Yeah. So this this is the one group where I'd feel comfortable enough taking a stab. Marseille plus six hundred to win the group. Uh, I don't think plus one ten to advance is is a good enough number. You know, I it's not super duper likely, as Scott mentioned, uh, Tottenham is the class of the group and they're in the form of their lives right now in terms of starting off a campaign, at least that I can remember. Um, but but this is a team that certainly has the quality to bang with them and plus 600 is a great number. So this is the this is the area through the first four groups where I'm really taking the shot. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think that's a good pick. Um, you know, we just said upsets happen, right? All it takes is Tottenham to drop two games, right? Maybe one of them at Marseille. And now you have the lead um, in, in your in your pocket. So all, of that, all you have to do is just take care of your business away from home and you win the group. I'll go with Marseille plus 110 to advance. I think that's a safe bet. You know, my motto, free money is free money. Sure um, is. I, I don't think Frankfurt is going to create much noise here. I think if somebody does, it's Lisbon. Um, I do like their defense probably better than most. Um, you know, Gonzalo Inaccio is another one of those guys that's on the come up. Um, and then my guy, Sebastian Coates from Liverpool, Ooh, anchoring the center. In the defense no, he's there. not that old. He's not that old. He's been he was around. young when he was at Liverpool. He was young. You know, man, I've just been burned by Portuguese teams um, too oh, much in the past. It's just these, I, I cannot get a read on these teams, especially in European competition. So I'll throw my hand up and, and say, hey, listen, this is this is a flaw of mine. Do not take my advice when it comes to betting teams from Portugal. 
Yeah. And again, I'm not going to bet on them to advance, but you know, I can certainly see them creating some, some havoc amongst the group uh, based on who they're playing. Fair enough. All right. Well, that'll wrap up this week's episode. Um, we will have a regularly scheduled episode coming out later this week. Also stay tuned for part two. Uh, we'll drop that next Monday before the group stages officially kick off. I'll tease it now. We have a special podcast parlay that pays out plus 2,300 that I will drop in that episode. So it's going to deal with futures on the Champions League group stage. If you want to make money, that will be the episode that you need to stay until the end to find out what our podcast parlay is. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Stay tuned.